You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We are a church that strives to have open hearts, open minds, and open doors as we make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And one of the ways that we do that is offering up our sermons for you to listen to. And so we hope you connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org or on our social media at TahlequahUMC. So enjoy today's message. It's interesting times that we live in. I would love to be able to tell you that, that we have it all together and, and we've got everything in order, but it seems like things are changing daily for us here in the church, and I know they are for you in your daily lives. And sometimes that makes us can be afraid. And during Lent, I asked us to, to look at fear. And fear can mean anything from forget everything and run. And we would love to run, but we're not allowed out of our homes. And so you can only run so far in your home. And some of us probably shouldn't be running. But fear can even mean false evidence appearing real. And we can think about all of those posts on, on, on social media and on the TV when, when fear was being used and, and manipulated in such a way that, that paralyzed people. But I think fear really means face everything and rise. Because a lot of times when we're faced with our fears, we're faced with those things that either we don't want to do or we're scared to live into the reality of or... We're just truly afraid. But one of my favorite scriptures comes from 1 John 4, 18. It reads like this. There is no fear in love, but love drives out fear. And so when we face everything and rise, if we orient ourselves towards God, we'll be able to face everything and rise. Because the God who loves us and cares for us and is there with us, even as we are Distancing safely. We cannot be afraid. And all fear goes away. And so for us to be ready for Lent, to be ready for Easter, and, and to be fully empowered and ready to face everything and rise, I want to encourage you in this season that we are in, Center yourself into God. And by doing that, you'll be able to face your fears. So let us pray. God of love, in the reading of your scripture, may your word be heard. And in the meditations of our hearts, may your word be known. And in the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. And all of us gathered here said, Amen. Our scripture lesson for today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 7 through 15. Listen to these words. When you pray, don't pour out a flood of empty words as the Gentiles do. They think that by saying many words, they will be heard. Don't be like them because your Father knows what you need before you ask. Pray like this. Our Father, who is in heaven, uphold the holiness of your name. 
Bring in your kingdom so that your will is done on earth as it is done in heaven. Give us the bread we need for today. Forgive us for the ways we have wronged you, just as we also forgive those who have wronged us. Do not lead us into temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. And if you forgive others their sins, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your sins. May you receive what the Spirit is saying in the reading and the hearing of the Scriptures. Thanks be to God. Amen. Face everything and rise by prayer. This is a call for us to utilize this prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. And in, and in those times of trouble, in those times of, of looking for direction, what a better prayer to pray, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but, but sometimes when we pray this prayer, I think we get into that, that what I call worship monotone prayer attitude that we have with this prayer. Our Father... Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We get into this rhythm that people get used to and they're not paying attention to the words. When this prayer that Jesus teaches us to pray is a prayer that can help us face our fears and rise and be oriented in such a way towards God and towards our neighbor. I love prayer. I'm a student of it. I pray without ceasing. But I, I don't just sit down and, and pray words of prayer. Sometimes I, I just sit in silence and, and I meditate and I open myself up to where God may be leading me and guiding me. Or, or sometimes I'll sit down with scripture and, and, and do some Lexio Divina where you read the scripture, you pay attention to where God is leading you, and then you see what happens. Or I practice the breath prayer that we taught on Wednesday. Breathe in what you need. Let out the name of God. In order for us to face our fears, we need to pray about it. Whatever it is right now, in this time and the space that we're in, we, 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 we need to lift it up to God and, and, and just orient ourselves in God's presence. Henry Nowen, in his book, With Open Hands, he says, Prayer gives us the courage to stretch out our arms to be led. Gonna say that again. Prayer gives us the courage to stretch out our arms to be led. When we openly pray, when we open ourselves up to prayer, we open ourselves up to God and are willing to listen to where God may be leading us, or or maybe we need to let go of some things and, and lift it up to God and say, God, here it is. But until we can do those things, we cannot really fully pray. We can only just say words. We have to be willing to be led. We have to be willing to be open to where God may be leading us. We have to be willing to listen to what God may be saying to us as we pray. I also love what Nowen wrote. He said, prayer is only, prayer is prayer. Only when we can say it, that without it, we cannot live. 
Prayer is prayer only when we can say that without it, we cannot live. Jesus orients us that, to that in this prayer today. And so as we jump into the, to the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, the prayer that we, we pray every Sunday, even while we're not fully together, while we're digitally, we pray this prayer together because that's how we can be centered and oriented in one body, in one unison throughout all of time. It is something the church has done. And it's not just that way they can check off a box and say they prayed the Lord's Prayer today. The Lord's Prayer is an orientation. It's to center us and God and our neighbor. Because that's really what it's about. It's about how we approach God and how we approach our neighbor and ourselves. And that's what this prayer does. It begins with our Father who is in heaven. Jesus is teaching us to be centered and focused on, on that prayer where, where we're praying towards and, and who we're praying to. God, who is in heaven, uphold the holiness of our name. And, 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 and that's just honoring and sanctifying God in such a way that, that puts God above us and, and saying that this is so important to you that, that we're giving it to you, God. Bring your kingdom so that your will is done. Is as done as in heaven. Will Willimon in his book on the Lord's Prayer said, heaven is weird. And I love that line. Heaven is weird because when we think about how Jesus saw things and, 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 and he had kind of the insider knowledge of what heaven should look like and will look like, he, he knew that it was going to be different than what we knew here. And so when we ask Jesus to, to, to bring your kingdom here, it's going to be different than what we're used to. It's going to cause us to be open to where God may be leading us. It's going to cause us to think differently in such a way to be open to where God may be leading us. And so when we're asking God to bring your kingdom, it's God's kingdom. It's not what I want. We're surrendering ourselves over to God and saying, here I am, God. I want you to work on me and work through me. And give us the bread we need for today. Sometimes we just need to pray, God, thank you for today. Thank you for allowing me to get out of bed. Sometimes we need to pray, thank you, God, for this beautiful weather that we've been having. Because could you imagine if, if the weather was not great and we had to socially isolate? It'd be miserable. But we have to be willing to acknowledge when God gives us those daily bread and, 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 and gives us those normal, everyday things and say, thank you, God, for that. Forgive us for the ways that we have wronged you, just as we also forgive those who have wronged us. We need to be reminded that sometimes we have not had our lives centered on God. We have to say sorry for that. We have to come to God and say, God, I, I know I haven't been as faithful, and, and, I'm, and I'm trying to do better, and, and I'm going to do better. And, and we, we've all prayed that prayer at some point in our life. And we have to ask for that forgiveness. We have to be open to that possibility and, uh, and that reality that, that God is there for us and, and leading us and, and, and calling us towards forgiveness. But we also have to forgive those who have wronged us. And that's hard. Because sometimes things are hard to let go of. 
Sometimes the pain is so harsh and real that saying I forgive you is almost unrealistic. But if we give it to God, we say, God, I, I forgive this person. It releases us. It makes us feel better. I know there have been times in my life where, where I've wronged somebody. I said, Lord, I, I, I don't get to talk to this person anymore because of our brokenness in relationship. And I'm sorry for, for harming them. And there have been times where I've actually gone to the person and said, man, I'm sorry I've broken our relationship. It's my fault. Will you forgive me? And then there are other times where I've seen where, where people have been abused and, and, and they've not forgiven their abuser for the abuse, the act of abuse, but they release them from that relationship and say that I can't be around you anymore. I want to keep myself safe. Because there are people that have wronged us and we have wronged other people. And in order for us to move forward and grow closer to God, we have to ask for that forgiveness. In order for us to be more centered, because sometimes what keeps us from growing close to God is that baggage that we bring into. If you remember when I talked about that, that baggage that we carry with us, when we ask God for forgiveness, that baggage we let go of. We're offering it to God. But until we open our hands to do that and allow God to lead us, we'll hold on to that baggage and we'll not be able to forgive. And so the prayer allows us to, to, to let that go. And then I love the next line. And lead us not into temptation. You know what your temptations are. And for some of us that the, in, in the season of isolation we're in, we're having to live with those temptations. For some of us, food is relatively available. And we have to say no. We have to make healthy choices. Because sometimes we need rescue. God is calling us and leaning into us. And I love the Lord's prayer. And I love the line that Jesus added at the end here. This wasn't part of the prayer. This is just Jesus, like, he didn't say amen. He just added these two lines. He said, if you forgive others their sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your sins. He's reminding them to let it go. He's reminding them to forgive. He's reminding them to learn to grow. But see, we can't be stuck on this prayer. We can't just say it as it is. We can't allow it to be monotone in our hearts. We can't allow it to be one of those things that we've always done. We can't allow it to be the thing that we check. We have to allow it to be the center and focal point of our daily spiritual lives. Robert Brinson, uh, who's an author and retreat leader in his book, Constant Prayer, he says, I'm increasingly convinced that if the church is to live and actually be alive, one of the reasons, maybe the most important, and maybe the only reason, will be because we have taken our, up our place in the line of generations of the faithful who came before us. It will be because we prayed the prayer that Christ himself prayed when he walked among us and now longs to pray through us. 
It will be because we have chosen to no longer be among the ones who silence the prayer that Christ through his body prays to the Father. It will be because we make sure that the wave of prayer that has sustained the church for all time does not stop when it's our turn to say it each day. It will be because we answer the ancient call to pray without ceasing. We are all called to pray. And so I want to encourage you to do that. And if you don't know what to say, pray the Lord's Prayer. It's the best prayer out there. If you don't know how to pray, take a deep breath. Let out a deep breath. If you don't know words to say or, or how to feel, just sit and be still and listen for God. But if we pray the Lord's Prayer together, we'll make it through this. And so this week at noon, I want to challenge you this week at noon to stop what you're doing. Take a deep breath. And pray the Lord's Prayer. And do it slowly, not in that worship cadence that we pray every Sunday and that we've come accustomed to, but pray it like you need it. Because you do. And when you can pray this prayer and pray it like it's yours, you'll be able to face everything and rise. Let us pray. Lord, come. Come and fill our hearts with your peace. Come and help us be the church. Even though we're not physically able to be close to one another, help us be spiritually close to one another. As we pray the prayer that the Lord taught us, may we pray for our brothers and sisters. friends and family and neighbors. But Lord, just as we were reminded today, when we open ourselves up to prayer, we're opening ourselves up to be led. Lead us into your kingdom so it can be made real and known to this whole world. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. Come and fill our hearts with your peace wherever we're watching worship today. Give us comfort. Give us guidance. And give us peace. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. And we hope you connect with us at TahlequahUMC.org.